What is up, Cyclone Nation? Got a little uh, special podcast for you guys today here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Caught up with Dylan Saner, the popular wrecking ball of a tight end for Iowa State over the last four years. He is currently in Nashville, Tennessee, preparing for the 2021 NFL Draft. Within this podcast, Dylan and I, of course, we talk about his awesome career at Iowa State, but we also dig into the future of the Campbell program, uh, the culture of the Iowa State football program, and of course, we look ahead to his uh, NFL career where Dylan is really catching the eye of scouts, and um, I I do think that he'll be drafted, and uh, hopefully um, he continues. uh, he, He just got a invite to the NFL Combine. I think Dylan can really improve his stock too and things are going uh, looking very well for the, it's weird to say former Cyclone, but uh, Dylan Sanders is a great kid. I appreciated the time that he gave me for this podcast and I think fans are going to eat it up. So with that, here is a uh, special interview with a former Cyclone who's preparing for the 2021 NFL Draft, tight end Dylan Saner. All right, Dylan. Well, uh, first of all, you are preparing for the NFL draft. Tell the fans just a little bit, like, what are you up to these days? What's a day in the life of Dylan Sainter like right now? Yeah, so uh, we're, you know, I'm I'm obviously at a training facility. Um, I get up Monday, Wednesday, Friday are are heavy, like, you know, speed training, weight training days. Uh, So, you know, breakfast is at 6 a.m. and uh, you get a speed workout in the morning, usually lasts until about 8.30. A um, little break after that, uh, come back at 11, have lunch, and uh, and then a weight training kind of session. Uh, you know, just get stronger overall, then kind of like focus on the, the 225 bench. Um, and then after that, you just take care of your body, do what you can do. Um, Tuesday, Thursday, a lot of position work, uh, you know, tight end drills, anything like that, jugs. Uh, just kind of more focused towards football rather than combine pro day drills. Yeah. Um, and then that's pretty much it. Saturday we do a pool workout in the morning at five thirty, and uh, and like a pump, you know, buys and tries, and and Sundays off. But that's pretty much it. Do you enjoy that aspect of it? The just the weight room type. I, yeah, I. I I like workouts. Um, Some guys hate that, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's fun now. Like, you know, there's guys from, like, every team all over the country. So, you know, get, you know you're, you're working out with guys from Cincinnati. We got South Carolina, Virginia. Like, so you get to kind of, like, be around other guys that are on other teams and, and hear about other programs. And, and that part's been interesting to me, too. Uh, before we get into your Iowa State, like, football career, just while we're on topic, so you had – a um, couple of strength coaches at Iowa State during your time. I was just – I was curious because I, I, I have heard a lot of guys that really uh, thought a lot of Coach Andrews and um, Rudy too, but I, I was just curious, like, what the difference is. Like, did you w- – between those two, because you, you experienced both of them during your time at Iowa State, and now that you're doing this at a professional level, kind of what – how would you look back at that now? Yeah, I think um – Coach Andrews is great. He he'll, he's awesome, and I, and I think that a lot of fans are going to be surprised that, that that Iowa State team that takes the field next fall is going to be probably look a little different than what everyone's used to. Uh, now that guy's going to have a full full off season. Um, you know, last year was kind of we're doing like three hour band workouts at home, and so it was just kind of he didn't really get get his off season to to implement you know his yeah, work. No doubt. Um, 
I think the difference so far uh, that I saw with, you know, obviously I wasn't there either with Andrew. So um, I only got him into the summer through the season. Um, he, he focuses a lot on like, you know, tendon and ligament health, like keep, keep guys healthy, you know, uh, for the long run, your season's long, um, which has been really good. Uh, you know, we see like left hamstrings and things like that uh, with a lot of the stuff that they're doing. Um, and I think, I mean, the guy knows what he's doing. We're paying him a lot of money for a reason, but yeah, uh, I just think I don't know. It, it felt like a fresh change. I, I Campbell did a great job. Like I think he's one of the best. So you know, and yeah. being around these these uh, pro trainers that I'm around now, like they like respect the guy. They look up to the guy. He's like well known, obviously. So um, like I said, I, I think the, the team coming in next fall is gonna. It's going to surprise a lot of people. Man, I, I can't even imagine. Like, I, I'm i 36 now, so I'm I'm old. But I, I can't even imagine being your guys' age and, okay, uh, the summer you can't go to the bars. You can't uh, – you really can't do anything. Oh, and you need to um, stay in Division One Power 5 football shape on your own. That's yeah. that's hard. Like, that. that's how – did, how did you process that at the time? That was tough. I think a lot of the older guys handled it really well. Um, and I think, I mean, obviously the younger guys did too, that, you know, come in and like have the season that we did. Uh, it wouldn't have been possible if people weren't doing what they were supposed to. But um, I think it starts with Campbell recruiting good, like high character guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we don't really have any like turds, so to say, on our team. So I think that that's like a huge thing there. Like the culture was already in place before this pandemic hit. So like, um, everyone's just kind of, okay, here's what we're doing. Like, um, you know, the leaders and, you know, with the team, like coaches, everyone else, staff, uh, they had a great plan and, and distributing us like workouts and how we were going to do it. They sent us some equipment. So like, you know, that was, that was good. Uh, there was a time in the summer we set up little like satellite weight rooms in people's garages around Ames and, you know, like four guys would, you know, lift at different times in these garages. So, the plan was good. Um, like I said, I think the culture played a huge part in that. Um, so, so you were just going to like random garages? Yeah, like <laughs> if a guy had a house with a garage, like a player on the team, uh, we were like shipping, like dropping equipment off at that house in the garage and work out in it. Like, you know, we can have like coaches couldn't be around us. Do what you got to do. They could still send yeah. us the workouts and we could still do them there. So um, it, was, it was better than nothing. Uh, you know, I think it was good. I, I struggled at first, like I was middle of my like rehab from breaking my leg and like, I broke my leg against Kansas state in 2019 mm-hmm. and I like just began to like walk with no walking boot and like was just starting my rehab for real, uh, when we got sent home. So that was a challenge for me too. I had to, you know, kind of make do with not a lot of resources, uh, to kind of keep that going. Um, but yeah, it was good. Like I said, a lot of good leadership uh, with 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 the staff, and they had a good plan. Okay, so let's get into your like the football stuff uh, with your time at Iowa State, and then we'll look ahead to the NFL and and do all that. I I, I was trying to put myself in a lot of your guys' shoes after the Fiesta Bowl because you, you win the biggest game in Iowa State history. Your senior year was great. You had a lot of great moments, but it wasn't 
normal by any means, right? right. You, you weren't playing in front of 65,000 fans, all that stuff there. You didn't even get a full full season out of it. How hard was it for you to weigh like these NFL opportunities, what you've trained for your whole life, like lifelong dreams? Like there there I'm sure there was a big part of you that was like, "Man, I really want to come back and give this another give this another run." Wait, w- walk us through what that decision was like. Yeah, I, I wanted to come back. Um, you know, obviously, I love the guys there. I love the coaches. So uh, I love being a part of the team. Uh, so, you know, yeah, in a perfect world, I'd love to go back. Um, but when it really came down to it, you know, you're fighting sand in the hourglass with your body, right? And, I, you know, I've had a couple injuries. And uh, the role that I play on the team is, you know, susceptible to injury. Like, I'm, you know, I play really physical roles in the offense on uh, special teams. So, I just risk versus reward. Um, you know, I, I, I sat down and talked with Campbell a few times and, you know, he and I both thought that, you know, I've done what's necessary to put myself in a good position as far as uh, professional scouting and whatnot. And I've kind of seen that he was right in that um, through the last, you know, couple months. So, you know, along with that, just fighting time, um, you know, fifth year senior already, a couple injuries, uh, just, you know, thought it was best for me. I was. Uh, that's. It's hard for fans to understand that sometimes with football players, how much you guys put your bodies through, and why a guy would be ready to move on. You get to go and live a dream in the NFL. A lot of guys like are just like they're just done after. Yeah, five years. I mean, yeah. There's guys that are in my my same position that you know maybe don't have the same opportunity uh, at a professional level that are just like, man, I could come back another year, but like I just I want to play with my kids when I'm forty. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. Yeah, it's for sure, for sure hard on it. So um, the 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 tight end group is fascinating to me. Uh, long story short, that's uh, my second favorite position group. I really like defensive linemen. No offense. Um, that's all right. <laughs> you guys are my favorite position group on on offense. I've always, I've always just liked tight ends. Iowa State's tight ends were basically non-existent before your guys' class comes in. And I think you, I mean you had the best tight end group in the in the country last year. Um, how much did you hear about that? I mean, the, uh, Golish and I used to joke about it. I'd be like, "Are you going to get more than three catches this year?" Stuff like right. that. Like the the season before. Like, uh, t- talk us through revitalizing the tight end position at Iowa State. Yeah. So Chase and I came in. Like you said, there was you know no scholarship tight ends on the roster. Uh, I had a shoulder surgery my freshman year. Chase, like, got hit by a car, and you guys know all that, and had, like, you know, all that stuff going on. Yeah. But uh, after that, man, um, we just went to work, started building a thing from the ground up, kind of. We got Charlie the next year. Um, and us three kind of, like, bonded together, and, like, this probably, like, the weirdest, like, bond that I've ever been a part of. Like, and it'll probably never happen again. Like, three elite talents that like play the same position that you know aren't jealous of each other nobody's mad nobody's like trying to like hurt the other guys like everyone's just working together and make each other better uh it never never felt like any one of us was like competing against the other one for playing time or anything like that um and it kind of just ended up like we always have this uh we'll play the best 11 guys and your best 11 guys, three of them are in the same room, so you play them. Um, and, you know, you kind of put the coaches in the position where we're all three like, hey, like we've been working and 
you got to play us. And that's what happened this year. Coach Manning going off and uh, learning what he did in Indy and coming back was great for us. Um, we did a lot of new things this last year. And uh, it was, yeah, it was fun, man. Um, I, did, I don't know if there'll ever be any kind of room like that again, uh, with that kind of dynamic yeah. in the country where, like, you know, Charlie was just as happy to see my success as I was to see his, you know. Um, so it, it, it was a lot of fun. Well, and you guys really complimented each other well, too. I mean, Charlie's more of the pure receiver. You're the wrecking ball. And Chase is kind of a hybrid of both, right? So it, it really – you you guys fit your strengths perfectly together. Yeah, they kind of uh, really boiled down to every week. They'd make a game plan and – uh, you know, Charlie's going to do this and he does this really well. Chase can do this really well. And then like, I kind of just fill the gaps in everywhere. Like, um, you know, they call me the Swiss army knife. Like, you know, you see me in the backfield split out motioning, like attached. Um, so yeah, like you said, complimented well, um, we're able to get, you know, a lot of stuff done that usually you take like an elite receiving tight end and, you know, that's kind of what he does. But we were able to have kind of every side of a tie, elite tight end uh, between the three of us. So you you had, in my opinion, uh, I've gone back and watched every game again this season. I, I think you had the most fun job on the team. I mean, you're just kind of the <laughs> – you're like a gunner on special teams. Yeah, I mean, it, there's this one play out there where you took out two defensive backs in one play. Like <laughs> I've, I, yeah. I don't know you well, but I've heard enough about you that like it fits your personality quite well. Your your role. Yeah, that's fun. I enjoy that stuff. My I didn't get to do it this year, but my favorite play on in in a football game is kickoff. So that's yeah. kind of my thing. I, that's I, what all the tough guys say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've you know they took me off this year. Uh, try to like you know reduce heat cramps and that kind of thing when you're kind of flying down. Like you don't ever really get to that speed at any point in the game other than kickoff. So. Uh, load management wise, they, they took me off, pulled me back this year. But yeah, that's kind of my thing. Um, what What are you hearing from the scouts so far about what what they think of? I've, I've read some stuff, but what what are you hearing behind the scenes? I'm hearing a lot of good things. Um, a lot of people are interested, probably like more than I ever thought. Um, obviously, the combine invite is a, a tell of that. Uh, I don't know what the exact rule is. You could have like 17 or more like teams. They list you as a draftable guy. Um, so that's obviously a positive for me. A lot of people are just kind of waiting. Uh, you know, I, I've done a lot of interviews. Uh, they kind of just basic ask me questions about myself, uh, kind of get to know me. Um, don't like these psychological tests and things like that. But uh, I'm not hearing like specific things from anyone. But, you know, from, you know, Coach Manning and Campbell, I uh, just hear, man, hey, talk to this team today. They're, they love you. And it's kind of what I hear from them, too, when I talk to them. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize the player that you are unless you know football. And yeah. that's kind of what I hear from a lot of people. So, Well, Sion it, it, Buckner kind of had a similar role, right? I mean, it just seemed – if you watch tape, follow you guys. Right. Is that accurate? I mean, I just yeah, yeah. watch Saner because that's probably where, where the ball is going to be going. Yeah, for sure. I mean – that's a lot of the time, uh, you know, I, I had a lead block on the front side of a play or I'm cutting off a gap on the back side of the play and ends up hitting there. So um, it was really following the tight end. You know, I, I go back and watch some of our games and I'm like, man, how did that even work? Like, you just like load the side with the tight ends is where it's going. But Well, I it's it's interesting, too. You, you brought up Manning 
coming back from the NFL. And you also had Alex Golish, who was a big part of developing you guys. He's now the new offensive coordinator at Tennessee. I've learned over the years that guys often – now, you don't want too many position coaches because then it can get right. confusing and there's not that continuity. But I, I feel like you guys were – this tight end group was in a pretty good spot, though, the the guys that you had to work with and different philosophies. And uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so uh, goal is kind of – you know, obviously, like you said, the foundation of the whole thing, uh, he was there at the start. A uh, lot of run blocking technique we did with him. Um, you know, we're like, hey, we're, they're not going to target us 20 times a game, so we're just going to block our ass off and we're going to be the best at it that we can be. Um, and that was our motto when Golis was there was, you know, just block your ass off, the balls will come. Yeah. And that, that's kind of what we did. Um, we started getting more targets a little bit. The last year Golis was around, Charlie had a huge year. Um and then he left, Manning came back. Uh, Manning obviously learned a lot in Indy, uh, had three tight ends that were similar. Uh, they they kind of used a similar system that you saw last season um, with, with a lot of 13 personnel, 12 personnel. Um, so we were able to, you know, use a lot of the tricks that he learned there. And this Taylor Mauser guy uh, basically came into the tight end room. He was, he, I mean, he's a tight end coach now, as you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, was a... a offensive quality control, whatever you call it, um, came in and, you know, he's been working with us behind the scenes, you know, since, since we've been there. Um, you know, he, he did a lot of receiver work, but, you know, we would get in where we could with him, find some time, uh, learn a few things. And really this last year, uh, he was more of like, Hey, you guys can block, you know, so let's get you, let's pick up the route running. Let's, you know, let's match the blocking with the route running, the technique and, uh, releases, that kind of thing. And, you know, it kind of made all three of us into more complete tight ends at that point, um, which really opens the offense for us. We don't have to, you know, Dylan has to block this play. Charlie has to run this route. Like, not Charlie can block that play. Dylan can run that route. Like, so uh, that really opened up a lot for us. We didn't, we, when we have three tight ends, we don't actually even change any positions. We, we just play the normal positions that if we were in 11 personnel and we could run our whole offense out of it. So, what about that that group next year? I mean, obviously Chase and uh, Charlie are back, but what what's behind? I mean, Easton and I mean, how are those guys coming along in your mind? Yeah, I think those guys made huge strides this last season. Um, I think the having the off season this year will help them too. Easton, he's a great player. Uh, he's an incredible athlete, and uh, obviously coming from quarterback isn't easy. So it's taking some time for him, but he's definitely figuring figuring it out. And different from what Chase and I had, like, he had, like, three great examples to follow, um, kind of learn from. Yeah. That have, like, real game experience uh, that, that have played well. Um, so I think that is kind of expediting the process a little bit. Like, um, those younger guys, you know, we didn't have anybody to kind of like, hey, how do you do this? Like, what's this like in a game? Like, because um, it's really hard to replicate, you know, certain things, what it's actually going to be like. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of guessing for a while. Um, so I think that's a big thing for those young guys, too. So how would you – you kind of led me into this broader question. How would you describe the program now? Not the 9-3 and three Fiesta Bowl championship. We all see that. Um, I'm talking more like meeting rooms, um, you know, behind the scenes. How is the program different now compared to the day you walked in? Yeah, it's 
So it's always been kind of like family, which I like. Uh, and, and what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing from these guys from other schools, it's not like that everywhere. Um, so we're actually really lucky uh, to, to kind of have the atmosphere that we do. But as far as like the first day I got there to now, like, it's just like, man, <laughs> it's so crazy because it's so different, man. We we got so many different players, but uh, we we were able to just like buy in, right? And when we first get like our first day on campus was Coach Campbell was boss. Coach Campbell was setting the rules, and everyone was following him. Um, now Coach Campbell just kind of is there and makes the schedule, and the players like do everything. So, and I think that's kind of what, what what makes the program what it is. Uh, you know, w- we always tried to get to, you know, I'd say it was 90% Campbell-led, 10% player-led at the beginning. And now you get to, you talk about 90% player-led, 10% Campbell-led. And, you know, that's that's when you get a really good football team. So you guys, um, the player-led, player-driven leadership, Campbell talks about it all the time. Uh, you guys had to do something this year that no, I, I mean, just hardly any athlete has ever had to do, and that's play Big Twelve football games in front of empty stadiums. To me, like is a broadcaster, like it was hard for me to amp myself up to do my job. What in the hell was that like? That first game against Louisiana running out there with no fans. And then, you know, I was on the sideline um, reporting uh, the Kansas State game, and it was like a totally different feel. Like you guys had a totally – talk me through having to teach yourself how to get yourself up for a game because nobody can prepare you for that. Yeah, we we definitely had to learn. Um, We we had multiple meetings. The leadership uh, captains came together and talked about it after the first game. Like, man, okay, so like – that was different, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And we've got to figure out how to make it as not different as possible. Um, so we kind of just, like, took a hold of the thing, and we're like, man, like, you can't use the juice in the stadium to, like, get pumped up anymore. Like, it's not there. You can't use it. Find something else. Um, so then everyone just started, like, man, you know what? Like, screw it. Like, you know, n- not not like mean to anybody, but like screw the fans, right? They're not here. Like they can't be. It's not their fault. But like, screw the fans. Let's just. I'll I'll do this for you. Like I'm gonna get pumped up to to do my job for you. And that's kind of it's kind of what we did. Like we played for each other from then on out. And like you feed off everyone else's energy, like on the team. That's all you need uh, is the guys on the sideline. So man, somebody makes a great play. Like the whole sideline better be jumping. Like that's all you. That's all you got are those seventy guys. So. Uh, and we kind of fed off that the rest of the way. Uh, you guys saw the swag surfing fiasco that we started down the end, and yeah, yeah. that was kind of just another byproduct of that, um, just kind of feeding off each other. I mean, at the end, like you're you're in Glendale in an empty Fiesta Bowl, which is still crazy to me um, that that happened. But like, did, could you even did you notice like that it's an empty stadium, or have you had you gotten used to it? Yeah, you're used to it by the end. Okay. It was kind of uh, that's just how it's going to be. And, uh, man, you know, it was, yeah. I mean, it feels honestly at that point, it feels like, like a glorified spring game. You know, it's like a spring game with like some meaning behind it. It's kind of the feel, but, um, like I said, a lot of energy still just, just by kind of feeding off of each other. Um, man, uh, so you cap it off with the win in the Fiesta Bowl. I want to go back to, um, 
before you came to Iowa State. You grew up in Arkansas. Yep. Did you when did like when when was the first point that you were like, Oh, I know what Iowa State is? Did you <laughs> when you're like a sophomore in high school, do you have you ever watched an Iowa State football game? No. I actually I figured out what Iowa State was when they offered me, <laughs> which was probably like, man, I don't even know when that was, but it, it might have been my senior year. Because whenever I did, Campbell didn't recruit me, Rhodes didn't recruit me, Toledo didn't recruit me. It was uh, Golish at Illinois that had offered me, and he called me, was like, hey, like I got a job at Iowa State. Um, I talked to the guys. I'll call you back. Let you know if you have an offer. So then he called me back, like, "Hey, you offer you have an offer at Iowa State." I'm like, "Okay, cool." I'm like, Google, like, what is that? Like Iowa State, like what? So, yeah. So I was a funny story. I always tell about that. Like uh, early on in recruiting, sophomore, junior year, I'm getting letters in the mail from the Hawkeyes, oh. and I'm like, "Mom, like they're like wanting me to fill stuff out." Like, I'm like, just throw them away. Like, I don't even know where the state of Iowa is. Like, I gotta just throw it away. I'm not going to Iowa. And then here we are. So wow, yeah, that's a good story. Uh, that's not surprising about Gola. She's a he's a hell of a recruiter. Um, I'm happy for him getting that getting that opportunity. Did you? Who was your favorite NFL team growing up? The Saints. It was. I was a oh, man. huge Reggie Bush fan when I was a kid. And then I've just been a Saints fan ever since then. I'm a Vikings fan. We have some bad history. Yeah, it was actually. I've to this day, I've only attended one NFL game in my entire life, and it was the Minnesota Miracle. Game, I was so. I was there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had like the Monday off from football or something, and uh-huh. literally the I was like, I'm going to this game. It was the only NFL game I've ever been to. It was terrible. Oh, that is that is awful. Yeah, the Saints have always been a thorn in our in a thorn in our side. That's cool though. Do you? Um, so how does this? So how is this process? Real quick, but and then we'll, then we'll wrap this up. What have you learned uh, throughout this process? Is it is it anything different that you weren't quite prepared for, or were you were you pretty much locked and loaded on this deal? Yeah, I mean, I was pretty prepared. I feel like uh, you know, kind of the way the program is at Iowa State, they do a good job preparing uh, preparing you for it. That's why I mean, you see, like David's having a great career. Um, you know, I just think. Uh, it's kind of, it feels weird. Like I still, like I, I feel like I'm on the team still. Like, it, 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 yeah. so I don't even, I don't know if it hasn't hit me yet or if that's just kind of, uh, kind of the feeling that you get. Isn't you know, that what they being, want though? Like, because yeah. those guys, like Allen still comes back. Right. And like, isn't that what Matt's shooting for, for you guys to always feel that way? Yeah. I, I think that's, that's what he wants for sure. Like, you know, if, if, 10 years down the road, like they're playing in a big 12 title game. Like he wants us to go, like he wants, you know, like that's kind of what he, and, and it's obviously worked. Like, like I just said, I, I, it hasn't hit me that I'm like not on the Iowa state football team. I still like, I can walk in the building tomorrow and just like, you know, cut it up with everybody. Um, but yeah, so I, I felt prepared. Um, maybe even like, I'm, I'm like pretty intelligent. I'd say like, not to like two mile horn, but like, um, I think a lot of the the stuff is mental from, you know, this through this process. Uh, you know, you're kind of getting trained. A guy tells you what to do physically. It's not that hard to follow. Um, but, like, the mental piece, these interviews and the way they can conduct the interviews, they're trying to, like, throw you off or get you to, you know, slip and mess up. Um, and so I think just I, I was mentally prepared for all that, and so that's helped me a lot. I just watched, I just watched the Kevin Costner movie, Draft Day. 
You watch that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just watch that. That'll get you prepared. Make sure the guys want to come to your birthday party. Right. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of yours, buddy, and appreciate all you've done. And as long as you're not playing for the Packers or Bears, um, I'm in a brutal spot because David and Alan went to the Packers and Bears. They're my rival. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I root for them like to have highlights, but I'm not rooting for their teams. But uh, <laughs> I ho- hopefully you'll be wearing purple next year. Uh, but we'll yeah, but congrats on a great career, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, you. I appreciate it. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I certainly did. I think Dylan Sander right there with Lazard, Montgomery. I think he's going to be a former Cyclone who we are watching on Sundays for years and years to come. I think a couple of those other tight ends too. I think Chase Allen and uh, Charlie Cole are probably going to have a future in the NFL as well. So that'll be a blast to watch. Dylan's a great guy and I appreciate his time. Uh, of course, you can uh, rate, subscribe and review, do all that good stuff here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your work week.